Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wow, Matt. Fellow adventurers, once again, we will be playing as Sir Quokington. And we are in the city of Talonus. Well, we will be in the city of Talonus. Just got to take my coachman to there. Okay, now we're in the city of Talonus. So last time we're visiting the harbour area. And we're exploring the taverns. The two taverns are the Dwindlesale Tavern and the Sog Barrel Tavern. Visit the Dwindlesale Tavern. The interior of this dilapidated tavern is every bit as unappealing as its rotting exterior. A few drunk men, most likely sailors on vessels moored at the wharfs, are passed out in one corner, while a hab handful of ner of nervous barmaids send to the wishes of an altogether unseemly assortment assortment of patrons. Alright, take a seat and order a drink. You've only just taken a seat at the table with four tough-looking seamen when a particularly unruly patron on the far side of the womb begins to hassle a serving girl. The drunk, belligerent cad grabs her by the arm. Oh, naughty, naughty, naughty. Causing her to drop two ales that she was carrying. Oh, and you've, and you've got booze as well? The young woman attempts to free herself from this grip. This grip broad-shouldered bully retains a firm grip on her. Several of the unsavoury lot seated alongside him chuckle at his noble antics. Well, i got to do something about this. As you stride up to the table, every eye in the tavern is fixed firmly on you. You grab, you grab the man's hand and forcibly remove it from the young lady's wisp. As you hop between the cad and the unfortunate victim of his drunken barbado. Look at this, lads, smirks the broad-shouldered man as he rises to his feet, kicking over the chair in which he was seated. Looks like I've done nothing but trade one pitiful wench for another. The man places his hands on the grip of a wooden club strapped to his hide as he sizes you up. You have no doubt he intends to use it. Well, well. Looks like it's fight o'clock. Fight the drunken man. The man snickers as he stump drunkenly fumbles to draw the wooden club strapped to his side. As he struggles to free the weapon, you swiftly launch your attack. The tavern patrons quickly gather around, making escape from this fight impossible. This is a drunk tavern 
rough. And apparently, neither of us are attempting to kill each other. We just we just want to really, really hurt each other. All right, we'll engage him. The man swings at you wildly with his club, and he's mostly down with the first hit. And now he's defeated. 2xp. Your opponent falls backwards onto the, onto the table on which he was seated, and rolls off onto the floor, striking the worn tumbler, worn timbers with a loud thud. Two of his cohorts leap up to their feet and assail you to their feet. This, oh, you also want to go to Pound Town? Well, don't worry. There's plenty of free space in Pound Town. The men throw a volley of punches at you, and I swing my club at them. Hmm. And they're defeated. 1xp. You've undoubtedly won the respect of the tavern crowd for the moment. A raucous cheer goes up as the second of the two men collapses onto the floor, victim of your combat prowess. As the tavern keeper, with a heavy iron rod in his hand, makes his way over to sort out the affair, you quietly slip away through the dispersing crowd of onlookers and leave the tavern. As you stand outside the general stay contemplating your next move, you're approached by the young woman to whose defence you came only moments ago. She thanks you for intervening, for turning and hastily making her way back inside. Alright, let, let's go back to the Jindal Tavern. Order a drink. You've only just taken a seat at the table with four tough-looking seamen when a small scuffle breaks out behind you. You turn to watch as the scuffle comes to blows, eventually leaving one patron out cold on the floor. Uh, no, apparently, apparently fights break out at this pub so often that you, you never actually get to the bit where you drink. Alright, speak with the tavern keeper. The tavern keeper tells you that despite his establishment's unruly reputation, he really runs a respectable place that is won by sailors and locals alike. Mind you, the only real trouble we have around here is from him, he says, knowing his voice. And the word, you know, Captain Jod Wasclet and his band of hooligans. Who is Jod Wasclet? Jod Wasclet, Captain Jod Wasclet, Jod to his friends, and only his friends, is one of the most notorious and feared individuals to be found anywhere across the breadths of the North Broadlands. As the captain of a pirate fleet that played upon ver merchant vessels in the Flailing I see? Captain John Wasclet earned a reputation for brutality and lethality that was unmatched with his outlaw well matched with his outlaw profession. In recent years, however, the hardened brigand has seemingly given up his pri pirate profession, what has been rumoured to be the lucrative trade of protecting merchant vessels on the high seas from his former pirate ilk. Yeah, well, that, that is something that pirates do do. Because, honestly, it's just a lot easier just to offer you the, 
for the government to say, okay, we'll pardon you if you, you know, hunt down your brethren, easing your chasing them all down yourselves as they go to teeny little coves and islands that no one's ever heard of. It is also rumoured that the feared seaman has been paired, spared prosecution with past crimes by hoping Tice's resident, resident Thane, Thane Crawith, with several, with several, with, 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 with several problems of maritime nature, and Corif, Corif is the, is the Thane in Talonus. Rothash still commands a fleet of fearsome galleons that roam the northern seas, protecting vessels and shipping routes. For a price, despite the fact that he is no longer openly engaged in any sort of piracy, and the appearance of his, the appearance of his ship. Dragon Skinner lists its fear and apprehension in any port it sails into. Okay, what is the Feligacy? Oh, no, that doesn't have, we don't have a law book entry for that yet. So, so honestly, it's, it's been there for years, it's probably not going to happen unless we, you know, demand it. <laughs> or we go there at some point. Alright, speak with the tavern keeper. Yep, same thing again. Okay, now I'm gonna pick a fight. Now I don't wanna I wanna be fair, so I'm gonna unequip my spruce basher. Now I'm gonna fight unarmed, but I'm still gonna kick their ass because my unarmed combat skill has provided plus twenty-six to my melee rating. Alright, pick a fight. The tavern keeper, who's always on the lookout for any sort of trouble brewing. Spots your attempts to goad, goad several of his patrons into fighting and promptly ejects you from the tavern. Okay, you have to... But, yeah, often when you're trying to pick a fight, you get kicked out first. It takes less than a minute to find an unsavoury tavern patron eager to accommodate your desire for a board and provoke him into a confrontation. The angry shouts of the tavern keeper are quickly drowned out by the drunken war of the other patrons as they gather round to witness the brutal contest as a tavern brawler. You execute a series of incredible strikes against your foe, and the brawler assaults you viciously, but I assault him more viciously, and is defeated. To XP, the opponent flumps to the, slumps to the floor and a loud cheer erupts from the fall of patrons that has encircled the brutal spectacle. The tavern keeper... In the company of two burly men wielding stout cudgels, pushes his way through through the crowd in an effort to quell any further violence. Within a few moments, another scuffle has broken out on the far side of the room, and the attention of all present shifts elsewhere. Elsewhere, use this opportunity to slip out of the tavern. Okay, visit the tavern again. Pick another fight. I get ejected. Visit the tavern. Pick another fight. Get ejected again. Suddenly, you take note of a thin, cloaked figure darting furtively in and out of a crowd of people on your right. For you cannot catch catch a glimpse of his face, it becomes clear he's watching you closely. Before he can move over and confront the man, he steps out of the throng that so far concealed him and drops to one knee, 
You're horrified when he produces a long wooden tube and draws the strange instrument to the lips. The tip of what is obviously a blowgun is now aimed squarely at you. Oh, I've got some options. Fortification, telekinesis, shadow magic or fever. Yeah, shadow magic. Succeeded. 8 XP to shadow magic. Calling upon your mastery of the shadows. You quickly gain control of the shadow of a woman. Passing by behind your crouched would-be assailant. The shadow of the woman's arm lengthens and nudges the elbow of the cloaked man just as he releases his blowgun's charge. As a result, the small dart that sails out of the mouth of his weapon lands harmlessly in the street. The man rises and slips off into the crowd. A close examination of the dart he fired confirms your worst suspicions. The tip of this small missile is cozy with what appears to be some sort of poison. You move across the street to, street to where you first spotted the cloaked man, but there's no sign of him to be had. Despite having no knowledge of his identity or motive, you are certain this was no random attack. All evidence suggests you were singled out for death at the hands of this apparent assassin. As you prepare to set off again, to once again set off on your way, you can't help but feel you are being watched. Now, now, if I remember correctly, that, ass that assassination is triggered by you having a quickstone, which is a very desirable thing, because they're incredibly powerful. Alright, visit tavern. Let's pick another fight. Not get ejected that time. Visit tavern. Pick a fight. Visit tavern. Dual sale. Pick a fight. Oh, got ejected again. Visit tavern, doodle -doo sale, pick a fight. Visit tavern, doodle -doo sale. Oh no, can't can't go to the sog sog bow yet. That that that's why I'm picking all these fights. Get, get myself a reputation. Visit tavern, doodle -doo sale, pick a fight. Check it again. Tavern, doodle -doo sale, fight. All right here. Alright, it's another tavern brawler. And defeated. Another 2xp. And it, it ends the same as the first one did. Right, visit tower, still, pick a fight. Visit tavern, total cell, pick a fight. Nope, nope. Get ejected again. Here's my third fight. Bash, bash. Doing an arm armed and 2xp. Okay, I think you might have to have 10 fights or something to get the reputation defeated. There's the fourth one. Tavern, doodle sale, pick a fight. Tavern, doodle sale, fight. Tavern, doodle sale, fight. Alright, there's another fight. And defeated. Use opposite slip out of the tavern. Can I visit the sog bow yet? Nope, not yet. 
Okay, now, now I've got a reputation. I trust there'll be no more trouble from you today, miss. Scowls the tavern keeper upon seeing you hop through the door. Your reputation as a brawler has quickly become established here in the jungle cell. Many of its unsavoury patrons cast a wary eye in your direction as you make your way into the room. Pick another right. Nope. Visit tavern. Pick another fight. Here you are. Another tavern brawler and defeated. 2xp. Alright, pick another fight. It takes less than a minute to find an unsavoury tavern patron eager to accommodate your desire for a ball and to provoke him into a confrontation. The angry shouts of the tavern keeper are quickly drowned out by the drunken war of the other patrons as they gather around to witness the brutal contest. As you square off with your opponent, another scuffle breaks out behind you. Suddenly, the entire wound bursts into a violent melee, and in the midst of the ensuing chaos, you are struck with a great force. From behind, with a hurled chair, the heavy piece of furniture shatters across your back after striking it with tremendous force. That's nine damage, and now back to the fight with another tavern brawler. He assaults you viciously, but I assault more viciously, and he is defeated. Or she. I mean, I mean, probably a he, but I mean, could be a she. <laughs> I slip out of the tavern. Pick a fight. Oh, no, visit tavern. Dwindlesdale. Pick a fight. Visit tavern. Dwindlesdale. Pick a fight. This is... Yeah, you got to go through a lot of fights. To pick a fight. Tavern Doodle Sale. Pick a fight. Here's another tavern brawler. And defeated. And I slip out while another scuffle takes place. Right. Sogbow Tavern. Nope. Still private affair happening inside. Drindlesdale. Keep going, keep going. Visit Tavern. Pick a fight. Tavern. Doodle sale. Pick a fight. Jindle swale. Oh, get evicted again. Right. Keep going, keep going. Keep trying to fight. Tavern brawler. Assault you viciously. I assault more viciously and 2xp. Alright, and I slip out. Alright. Pick a vine. Ah! Oh, and another. Another chair gets thrown at me this time. Oh, poor tavern keep having to buy all these new chairs. Tavern Brawler. The Brawler assaults you viciously, defeated your foe. And it's very expensive because there's all, all these fights going on. Barely anyone has any time to buy any actual drinks. <laughs> Slip out of the tavern. 
Nope. That didn't. Got stopped that time. Pick a fight. Rest of the tavern. Jungle style. Pick a fight. Nope. Get evicted that time. Mind yourself now, Sir Croakington, warns the tavern keeper. Upon seeing you step through the door, every eye in the tavern follows you as you warily make your way into a pick a fight. Okay. Hmm. Can I go there now? Alright, not yet. Alright, maybe one or two more. Tavern Brawler. Take that, take that, take that. Defeated. 2xp. Slip out of the tavern. Tavern. Dwarzel. Pick a fight. Tavern. Dwarzel. Pick a fight. Gotta keep picking fights. Picking fights like a professional fight picker. Oh, a fight break. Another fight breaks out. Another chair gets thrown at me. And there goes another tavern brawler and defeated. That's the tavern brawler. Of course, not me. Slip out the tavern. Sogbow tavern? Uh, no. Hmm. Let me just check things. Yeah, there's a number of fights you have to do. Perhaps 15. I've now had 10, so I'm most of the way there. Uh, I don't think anything new is going to turn up here if I keep picking fights. Yeah, it's all. Got to get my reputation. There's another tavern brawler. Down, down he goes. Nope, not yet. Nope. I mean, good job no one else really notices all these fights I keep brick having. having. Pick a fight. Jungle cell. Pick a fight. Pick a fight. And I got a chair thrown at me first. And defeat. From my foes, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think about two thirds of the time you get ejected before you can have a fight. So it's a bit, it's a little bit tedious unlocking this one. But you don't have to do it all at once. So, presumably, for a lot of people, it was you. Got a couple of fights in one day, came then later you came back to Talos, had a couple more fights, keep keep doing this for a few weeks, and boom. Oh, you, you've unlocked the next bit. Just accidentally. But it is it's a little bit more tedious if you you try to do all your fights at once. And there's another one. Defeated your foe. Oh, and I stored another Quickstone 20. Alright. Can I visit the Sogbao Tavern yet? Nope, not yet. Pick a fight. Oh, well, that was quick. Straight to the fight. Defeated. Alright, one more. Oh, oh, I got lucky that time as well. Or unlucky if you, like, don't like getting into fights. 
Sogvar Tavern. Oh no. Yeah, this is a tavern. I can't drink, I can only fight. Ah, oh, no, the tavern keeper doesn't bring up all the fights I'm getting into when I talk to him, though. Probably for the best. Because everyone goes, oh yeah, I'm supposed to kick you out. And, uh, alright, tavern brawler, and down, down, that one goes. Here's another fight. I win. Sogbauer Tavern. Oh, no. No, not yet. Not yet. There's another fight. Quietly slip out the tavern. Does, does anything happen? I mean... It look, looks from the wiki, it's just, you're not quite sure when you have enough of a reputation. Keep going, keep going, keep going. But you know what, I'm going to pause it for a bit. Okay, now I've finally fought enough fights to unlock the, to unlock the new tab. Four large men clad in thick leather shirts stand in front of the door leading into the Sogvar. As you approach the largest of the men, he looks you over and shakes his head as he folds his heavily muscled arms across his chest. His broad chest. Croakington, is it then? He said as you approach. Captain Wolfslart has been wanting a word with you. Come on in. Well, since I've, since I've fought, had so many fights to get in here... I will. Enter the tavern. The Sogbauer is a bustle of activity inside. The tavern keeper and his handful of servants rush back and forth across the crowded floor of the common room, serving food and drink to a motley assortment of dangerous-looking characters. A half-dozen bodies lie sprawled out on the floor in various spots. Some are victims of the drinks, others are victims of the wanton violence that plagues the establishment. And, and I guess quite a few are both. Because <laughs> they tend to be quite heavily associated. A man in a cloth tunic with a short sword dangling from each hip strides up and introduces himself as Vlan. He tells you he's the first mate under, under Jod Scullot on a galleon named Dragon Skinner. Vlan tells you that Jod Wastlat has been eager to meet the woman who's so recently earned so fierce a reputation for brawling over at the dwindle sale. He, le he leads you to the back of the tavern, where you rush it into a private room, filled with, with the more important members of the Dragon Skinner crew. Seated at the end of a long wooden table is none other than Captain Jod Wascott himself, the lanky, long-haired former pirate takes a long swig from a bottle of reddish liquid and rises to his feet upon seeing you enter the room. It's done taking you long enough to fetch you in here, Vaughn, he was. 
As you speak with Captain Waskett, you learn he is impressed with the reputation you earned yourself over the Drindlesail Tavern. Don't take nothing special to break a few heads over there, he says in a deep, gravelly voice. But I'll be short. Sure be mistaken, but I don't think I had myself a white, true, uncommon wolf here. Could always use a good uncommon wolf here. The captain's first mate looks up from the conversation at the far end of the table and nods his consent. Eh, Vaughan? was Captain Waskak, his face turning red as he grinds his teeth. It becomes apparent that the response of his first mate was not to his liking. Yes, Captain, Captain Walsclat, he answers aloud, his voice dripping with sarcasm as he slowly rolls his eyes. Oscar seems pleased with the newly formed response, as the demeanour lightens enough for him to force a smile. Good lad that Vaughan is, he grumbles. He'll do until something better comes along. Of course, nothing has for ten years. Anyhow, let's get on to this before this all this jaw-jabbing makes me sick. Wasker tells you he would like to offer you a chance to join his crew. He says he's constantly on the lookout for wicked folk who are good in a fight to augment his brazen band of seamen. Course, I don't reckon we've any ladies on board though. But I, he muses out, but I don't see what harm it could do. Any gal that's whipped them clean over the trindles there would be a fine addition. The captain tells you, before you can admit to as a member of the crew, you'd have to test us. That's a small test of your ability. You learn that this test will involve paying a visit to a man here in the city who owes the captain a good amount of gold and exacting full payment on the debt. Having laid bare his intentions, Captain Walskirt stares at you expectantly. Oh, I'll accept the task. Walskirt nods grimly and calls over his first mate, Varn. He whispers something to Varn, who nods in reply. Varn will let you. We'll tell you what you need to know, growls the captain, as he rises to his feet and moves off along the table. He's better at keeping the facts of these sort of things straight. You go back here and let me know when it's all been done. Varn tells you the owner of, the ship, of a shipyard on the west side of the harbour owes a handsome sum of gold as payment for the loan, as a repayment for a loan the captain made to nearly two years ago. You learn that Captain Walskart has recently become agitated over delinquency of the repayment, as demanding the loan be repaid in full at once. You learn that the owner of the shipyard, a master ship knight named Curzel, is rumoured to have ties with a band of local thieves, and he wields a lot of power along the harbour front. Hmm. Looks like, looks like everyone's a bit of a waffling around here. Captain Walskark, is it? Dangerous, but fair man, says Vaughan. Let's make ready to depart. Do right by him this once, and he won't forget it. Vaughan wishes you luck as you leave the tavern and set out on your task. You easily find Quizzle's shipyard on the western side of the harbour, and shortly thereafter you locate the master shipwright himself. Quizzle becomes indignant when you make the request that he immediately repay the gold that's loaned to him by Captain Walsclart. 
the large, thickly muscled man viciously slurs the captain and tells you that he will, will pay the gold when he's good and ready to do so. Then he wa- then he roughly demands you leave the shipyard at once. I've got a few options. Use diplomacy. Use illusion. Just rough him up. Okay, I mean, I am working for, well, an ex-pirate, although... Although, like many ex-pirates, I think they 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 could if they could get away with going back to regular piracy, or even better, a private, or being a privateer, which is like a pirate, but the government says it's okay. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Then they'll probably do it, but Tyson isn't in doing any wars right now, so really there isn't any cause for being a privateer. Yep, so he just has to spend his time beating up other other pirates that haven't surrendered yet. Alright, so uh, illusion. I'm gonna use it, or I could leave. Use illusion. Channeling illusion. Succeeded. 16 XP to illusion. When Quizzle looks out of the harbour, he beholds a dozen surly members of Captain Wolfscart's crew scaring back at him. The colour drains from the face of the master shipwright. Quizzle quickly stammers something nervously, and then captivates your demands without further hesitation. He tells you he will dispatch someone within an hour to personally bear the payment to Captain Wolfscart. You bid him a good day, and make your way out of the tavern and back to the Sogbow Tavern. Okay, and if it isn't there within an hour, you're going to be hearing words and fists. You know, fists as they, you know, they streak towards you. 32 experience, 32 experience to general. Captain Wolfscar seems both thrilled and surprised when you turn to the Sogbauer Tavern Bear. Bearing the news that the gold will be repaid within the, within the hour. And indeed, Quizzle has spoken true. For little more than hours passed when two young men arrive and present a heavy iron strong box to the captain. Roscart accepts the delivery and dismisses the two couriers. Attached to the other box is an apology scrawled by Quizzle, who apparently wishes no bad, bad blood between himself and the former pirate. Roscoe opens the box and nods grimly when he beholds the many rows of gold tokens stacked neatly within. Ooh, stacked neatly. You don't really get that with with big boxes of gold tokens. They're usually just in a pile, but I guess stacking neatly makes it easier to count how many there is in there. Don't want to pay back too much. <laughs> Captain Wolfscart produces a leather pouch and begins stuffing it with gold from the box. You are quite taken aback when he suddenly shoves the pouch towards you, indicating a swift nod that you ought to have it. 
Ought to be enough in here to catch yourself a bit of fine drink. He grins. Revealing a top row of teeth speckled with three bits of silver. I get 221 gold tokens. The captain tells you that he now considers you an honorary member of his crew. And for time to time he may have a task suited to your talents. You partake in a drink of strong spirit. And before you bid him farewell... Bid him, bid him farewell and make your way out of the tavern. Alright, anything else happening here? Sogbar Tavern. A cap member of Captain, Captain Drossel's crew is lurking by the door of the Sogbar. He tells you that the captain and the senior members of his crew have returned to the Dragon Skinner. But that they will return in a short while. You have a drink with your fellow crewmate inside the Sogbar before leaving the tavern and continuing on your way. So this is another thing that, theoretically, you could have more adventures. But I don't, don't think it's really a priority. But, hmm, I mean, maybe. No, 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 he, I don't think he could take you to the frozen north. But, I mean, he's probably one of the few captains tough enough to make the voyage. But he, he has got other things to do. Then go to an, uh, then go to another freaking continent. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure maybe you could combine it with, combine it with whooping some some slavers along the way. <laughs> All right, well, leave the harbour area. All right. There's Ironcore Weapon Market, and you'll have the armour. Those are the shops. Thorfur's Training Yard. Proffer is an aging, grey-haired swordsman of unquestioned ability. Still operates his legendary training yard, a place where adventurers and warriors from across the law of broadlands come, seeking to hone their skills. Several master warriors in the employ of Thoraja provide instruction and training that covers a wide array of weapons and techniques seek to train here. You may seek to acquire new weaponry skills in Thorada's training guard. No, no, I've got all the skills now. Seek to train here. Or seek to spar with one of the many expert warriors in plot here. Seek to spar. It will cost you 25 gold tokens to spar with Thorada's men. For this modest sum, you will be able to engage in non-lethal combat with each of the eight veteran warriors services those service Thorthar retains. Alright, pay 25 gold to Scott Bar. The decision to spar with Forest Riders causes a good deal of local excitement. A small band of onlookers gather around the wide courtyard, behind the main building to watch as you prepare to hone your skill against an interesting assortment of combat veterans. You pause for a moment, as a small crowd gathered at the edge of the ch- training yard showers you with cheers and a few jeers as you contemplate who your next opponent will be. Go easy on her now, slashed Thorja as he busies himself with some chore on the far side of the yard. She might not come back this way again, unless we all play nice. Who will be your next opponent, Sir Crokington? So, okay, I'm just going to fight them in, in the order. Sark Palestone first, begin combat. 
Sark strikes at you with the flat of his blade, and I'm still fighting unarmed. Just, just, just showing off to everyone just how good I am. Shark congratulates you on a well-fought contest. You hope him return to his feet. Well, that was certainly a bit of fun, he smirks. Perhaps we can try it again sometime. Your sound points are fully restored. Oh, you west after each fight. When you're sufficiently wested, we turn your attention to the next possible bout. Gaunt-faced warrior in a chain shirt. You alright, gaunt-faced warrior. Warrior strikes you with the flat of his blade, which I punch out of his hand. 4xp. The gaunt-faced warrior turns and strolls out of the yard without saying a word. Several people, including a small gathering of onlookers, chuck at this. And Throder, looking from the far side of the yard, shakes his head and rolls his eyes. Alright, now West, and now Hogtooth. Who is Hogtooth? We don't know. Hogtooth grunts loudly as he swings at you with the flat of his axe. Hogtooth slams the flat of his axe into your gut, causing you to double over in pain. Ooh, (laughs) must have got me when I was jumping. And and defeated. 4xp. Hogtooth pats you on the shoulder before lumbering off across across the yard, his necklace of tusks rattling as he goes. Oh, well, that's why he's called Hogtooth. And I west. Alright, a green-masked woman. Here we are, green-masked woman. The masked weapon master swings at you with a heavy wooden staff. And down, down she goes. The green-masked woman bows gracefully and congratulates you on a good showing. It's good to see I'm not the only one who can hold my own about this place, she laughs. Then I west. Wild-haired warrior. The warrior swings swings you with his heavy wooden club. The wild-haired warrior swings his club, club cracking down on your head and a large part of my back as well, because Sir Crokington is small. Well, usually. It cracks down on my head again, but defeated. 5xp. The wild head warrior struggles, staggers to defeat, and laughs heartily as he meets you on the shoulder cross. Today must be a lucky day, he gasps, slapping you on the back as he departs. Right, next one. Hideously scarred swordsman. No, oh, hideously scarred former pirate. Hmm. I wonder if he knows Captain Jod, Jod Wasklet. Well, probably, he definitely knows of him, but not, like, personally. The former pirate attacks you with a series of savage strokes. The opponent strikes you with a dizzying combination of brutal blows for 11 damage. Yeah, they keep getting tougher. 5xp. The former pirate springs to his feet and spits on the ground as he regards you. An icy stare. After several moments, his demeanor softens somewhat and he extends his white arm t- to meet you on the shoulder cross. You hold your own, that you will. You hold your own, that you will, he says curtly. Alright, next one. Brit the Unbroken. 
Fierce Warrior swings at you with the flat of his broadsword. And now he's Bruit the East, just a little bit broken. Bruit congratulates you on your victory and tells you he is where rarely faced anyone with your high degree of combat prowess. There ought to be plenty for a lass of your metal to attend to these days, he smiles. And indeed there is. Indeed there is. Next possible bout, well, there's, there's only... There's only one one left, Swordmaster Ikin. Alright. Iskin casually swats at you with the flat of his blade. And is defeated. 5xp. The small crowd of onlookers looks gasps in shock as Ikin the Swordmaster drops to his need and see seeds the contest. Rarely has this proud warrior tasted defeat. He probably stands up and congratulates you on your victory before striding off across, across the yard. Drotha looks on with great interest from the far side of the yard. You're approached by Drotha, who congratulates you on having defeated his crew of talented warriors. He offers a chance to spar with him, if you so desire. You sense the aging warrior has a clean desire to test his mettle against a woman who has just bested his master fighters. Alright, let's let that spar. Alright, this is Throthwa. Throthwa strikes you with the flat of his blade. Throthwa executes a dazzling array of expert strokes, brutally battling, battering you with the flat of his blade for 24 damage. Strikes you with the flat of his blade. And defeated. He is defeated. 6 XP and 128 experience to general. The crowd of onlookers emits a loud grasp as your final blow dra- drives the master warrior to his knees. Prothra holds up his right hands, signaling that contest is over, and he hoping we gain his feet. I've never faced better, pants the ageing warrior. His shocked expression portrays his newfound respect he has for your remarkable combat abilities. Throdra bids you farewell as you make your way off the field of battle. I can speak with Throdra. Throdra seems glad to see you, and over a steaming mug of paler, spiced with a a dash of strong root wine, the master warrior tells you that he may soon have a task worthy of your talents. Stop back again soon, he says, as you make ready to depart. I have a feeling that a friend of mine may soon have need of a master warrior. You finish your paleo and bid forth for a good day. Yeah, and that's just a potential quest hook that hasn't been used yet. But... But, I mean, even if you do use it, it's still a loose end, so... Alright, leave the training yard. There's the Westgard Library. Speak to one of the sages. Allow Herwin to look at the artefacts. You've been met by a young scholar named Herdrin. The young man, his long fingers twitching nervously, bows and asks if you've come bearing any Ardivarian artefacts. There have been quite a few adventurers discovering these artefacts of late, he says. 
We're hoping you can fill in the missing pieces of our ever-growing collection. Thanks to adventurers such as yourself, we're well on our way to doing precisely that. Of course, they're not really that good because they've been completely stripped of their contents, of their context, and also we probably broke a lot of them. You learn the, this, that the collective of sages and scholars that oversees the library is seeking to acquire Devarian artefacts in exchange for battle markers. Alright, look at the artefacts I possess. With the help of several older colleagues, Holian begins a thorough examination of the artefacts in your possession. The 23 common Ardavarian artefacts are worth a, a total of 46 battle markers. The total value for the artefact is 36. Okay, 46. Hildrin and his colleagues are, are delighted when you agree to sell them all your, all your artefacts. They immediately take possession of the artefacts and promptly pay you for a total of 46 battle markers. Hildrin and the others thank you. And a quick to say, should you come across any more out of our artefacts, they'd be most interested in acquiring them. You bid the small gathering of sages and scholars farewell before turning and making your way out of the library. Suddenly, as you're about to, as you're about to leave the library, you're approached by Herman, the young scholar, his fingers twitching nervously. He tells you he's recently come across something he would like to discuss with you. Alright, discuss the matter. Speaking softly and in the quiet corner of the library, Herwin tells you he's recently discovered an obscure passage in an ancient text that discloses the location of a valuable artifact, object of antiquity. It's an Ardavarian amulet, amulet, he says. It's not magical, or so it is that I understand what I've come to learn about it but it is the most important historical piece. That must be forthright, Sir Crokington. I like... I... I now know where the amulet is likely to be found, and I wish to ask for your help in retrieving it. Herwin tells you he will gladly exchange 25 battle markers for the amulet, if you are able to find it and return it to him. Look, I agree to his proposal. The old scholar's face brightens upon your acceptance of the mission. After making certain what, he, what he's about to say isn't overheard, he tells you he believes the amulet can be found in an ancient tomb, somewhere on one of the many small islands that walk the wise out of the deadly, bubbling depths of Tar Lake. According to the passage I deciphered, the island upon, upon which, the t which the tomb may be found Stabs into the sky like a great blade, he says. I regret there's little more I can tell you about it. Although the amulet is, is another matter. Hildrin tells you the Ardivarian amulet, which lies somewhere within the tomb, is a piece of carved stone attached to a thick iron chain. You learn the stone portion of the amulet has been carved into the shape of a serpent's head. The chain has likely long since become dust, he says, but the amulet itself will surely be intact. At least I can hope for that much. 
I cannot rightly convey to you the importance of this piece, Sir Quirkington. Its historical significance, what it will tell us, or secrets it may not may unlock. It is overwhelming to even contemplate such things. Hmm. Okay, I guess you could. I guess you could have a close look at it and have some idea of how they make things in out of iron times. Compare it to other amulets. See, see about iconography. I'm sure there's things you can do. At length, with having no real desire to listen to Hildrin's long-winded and somewhat dry account of the importance of amulets to the young, to the ancient Adavarians, you politely excuse yourself by, by telling the young scholar that you wish to embark on the mission at once. Yes, yes, of course, he says, bowing. I am relieved to have you. We've, we have now begun the task of recovering the amulet. It does trouble you, of course, that you have to venture into such a treacherous place. But please, no, I wouldn't have even made any mention of this. We'd offer our complete confidence in your abilities. Thank you again, Sir Crokington. Remember, the island upon which two may be found stabs into the sky like a great blade. With that, you bid Hugh in farewell and make your way out of the library. To visit Tar Lake, travel to the Griffin Crags in Central Tysa and look for Tar Lake onto nearby locations. Alright. Visit Nolir. Nope, can't visit Nolir. I can explore Talonus, but that just takes me to places I've I've been I've explored all the places I can explore. Adventures for this location, still in shadow, but we're past fifty minutes, so don't don't have enough time for that. We can have a random encounter though. Proceed to a random encounter. That's the nothing message. For several hours you move about the capital, taking in the sights and sound of the kingdom's bustling capital. You observe many interesting things during your wandering, but nothing will merit any sort of mention here. Proceed to the random encounter. While wandering through the city, you encounter a talented juggler entertaining a large crowd of onlookers. The juggler, a white-haired man in a green tunic, is expertly juggling several se- seven clay balls as he tosses the balls higher and higher. With each pass, the crowd collectively emits a nervous gasp. Right, pick your number. Bonus 75 from Feathery. Hmm. Something must be up. Pick now. 77. As of the corner of the eye, you spot two men for... Moving furtively through the crowd of onlookers, it takes you only a few moments to realise the two men are picking the pockets of the awestruck spectators. You also note the juggler's gaze repeatedly darts over to the pair of men. It appears he's keeping the crowd's attention, while his cohorts relieve them of their gold. Alright, so I could just leave them to it, or I could alert the onlookers to the scheme. I think I should alert the onlookers. You bold, boldly stride towards the juggler, executing the devious, announcing the devious scheme that he and his cohorts are executing. The crowd is at first good hook, confused. 
but their confusion quickly turns to anger when they realise they have been robbed blind. However, before they can nab the pair of thieves, the two men dart off along the street and are lost. Angrier still, the, co- the crowd turns its way toward- rage towards the juggler and advances upon him. Desperate to make good his escape, the juggler hurls the clay balls he's been juggling into the, cr- into the crowd. One of them soars directly at your head. If you have the power of fortification and wish to use it, I do, and I do, so I will. You quickly attempt to channel your power fortification and raise a shield against the clay ball streaking towards your head. Channeling it? Succeeded. 8x feet of fortification. A dazzling field of blue energy appears in front of you barely a second before the speeding clay ball arrives. The ball smashes into your magical shield and shatters it into hundreds of tiny fragments. Your attention quickly turns to the juggler, who is trying to make good his escape. 86 speed to the general. You and several others in the crowd overtake the juggler as he flees along the street. You pin him down while a city guardsman is summoned to take him into custody. The guardsman thanks you all for your vigilance as he marches as a defeated thief off along the street. Maybe... You might be able, we might be able to get the names of his accomplices, but maybe not. I don't know. Depends. Depends how. Depends how loyal he is to his to his uh, uh, colleagues. Yeah, there's any colleagues. Uh, random encounter. As you pass through the city's harbour district at dusk, you are drawn to the sound. The violent struggle animating from an alley between two large warehouses. Upon reaching the mouth of the alley, you observe two city guardsmen pitching a desperate struggle against four men armed with short swords. The guards are fighting valiantly. But it looks as if they are close to being overpowered. So I can just hurry away, rush to the aid of the guard, or rush to the aid eight of the four armed men, but they're already winning, and um, they're probably bad. Rush to the aid of the guards. The two guardsmen cast a beleaguered eye at you as you approach, but as you draw into melee range and engage their opponents, they begin to fight with renewed vigour. You now find yourself faced with two scowling men wielding short swords, two scowling rogues. Do I kill or subdue? Subdue, subdue. I don't know enough context of this to go around killing people. The rogues slash at you with their blades. And I keep punching them. And they are subdued. 10 XP. You step back from the battered forms of your opponent, just in time to witness one of the guardsmen bring to heel the last rogue with the pommel of his blade. Well met, friend. Smiles one of the guardsmen as he strides forward and meets you in a shoulder cross. Trained and vicious they were. It's a new breed of vermin that stalks the streets these nights. We're thankful indeed for your help. One of the guardsmen tosses you a leather pouch filled with gold that is pulled off the body of one of, one of the fallen works, eleven gold. They are not needing that any time too soon, he smirks. 
The guards tell you that they have recently increased their nightly patrols of the harbour district due to robberies at several warehouses. You spend a few moments conversing with them before you bid them farewell and once again set off on your way. Oh, I think that's all the unique events you can have here. Alright, just right, so ten more clicks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ah, you're so you're passing through a through a thick glade in the woods east of the city, where certainly a long, thorny vine slivers out of the undergrowth and wraps itself around your leg. You gasp in horror. As you realise you are ensnared by a death vine. You valiantly struggle to slay the thick shadowy tendril. As it slowly drags you across the forest floor. Towards its flesh eating core. As a death vine tendril begin combat. The tendril's sharp thorns cut into your flesh. And I keep punching it. And it is slain. 5 XP. You pause to rest for a few moments following your victory, before once again setting off on your way. Uh, there's an 8, 9, uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, Along the bustling, su- bustling city, who far there, you suddenly spot a lone fig- figure through the crowd who appears to be carefully watching you. The figure is that of a man, tall and lanky, his face hidden in a sh- shadowy brim, cast by the w- sh- shadow cast by the wide brim of a weather-worn hat perched on the head, on his head, without warning. A mysterious individual slips into a fog of passers by and disappears from sight. Let's say that was eight, nine, uh, two more. Okay. Okay, yeah, I think that's everything you can encounter in the terrific random encounters. Okay, that, that's, that's all the non adventure that's all the informal adventure quests contents content in in Talus exhausted or at least I'm pretty sure it is and so let's see next next week we will finally get round to having doing the formal adventure of steel and shadow and if we have any time left over we'll well, 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 well. If we, well, well, if I fit, if I feel that you know, maybe the the episode should be longer, we'll go out and find that Aldevarian artifact, and maybe, maybe we'll do the nearby adventure of a book of secrets, which is in Tar Lake, which we'll be going to anyway. So that's a few a few things to do. But anyway, until then, farewell.
fellow adventurers. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.